0: People, welcome to the Dual Shocker Shotcast episode 170. I'm your host, Tony Polanco, and tonight I'm joined by Ryan Meitzler. I'm here tonight in the
1: chat, but my heart's in Boston.
0: <laughs> and George Jimenez, who can speak again.
1: Yes, I left my voice in Boston and now I found it.
0: <laughs> All right, so this is the post-PAX episode, but before we do that, let's do the new game release. Who's going to do it this week? Uh,
1: I'll do them now that yeah. I have. Uh, I went like three days without having a voice. And I'm, yeah, I mean, I'm you want, I'm want going, to speak. I need to speak. I have things to say, goddammit. Mm-hmm. Uh, What's, right. What's that, Ray? What's that? So Yeah, so for a good Friday night and most of Saturday, I was like, hi, guys. I can't. So <laughs> can you imagine talking to like, developers and stuff like, tell me about your game. Excuse me? So I'm just like getting dangerously close to people's ears like, I Lost My.
0: I'll get into that later, because there's something that I found so funny. George was, like, trying to whisper... Oh, we'll get into it later. Anyway, new new game releases.
2: Whispers mean anyway. nothings.
0: <laughs> anyway,
1: for the week of April 13th to, uh, to April 20th, on our Year of Our lore 2014, we have Final Fantasy 14: A Realm Reborn on PS4. Oh, my God. Blockman Worlds on Android, Ouya, PC, and Brown. Oh, browser, okay. (laughs) It said brow, and I was like, oh, that must be, it said brow, and I'm like, oh, that must be short for brown, and I'm like, wait, brown means nothing, so it must be something else. Teenage Ninja Turtles, Out of the Shadows on uh, PSN, Hyper Crazy Climber, a PS1 import, PSN, PlayStation 3 Network, Uh, Conception 2, Children of the Seven Stars, Vita, PlayStation Network, Vita, and 3DS. 2014 FIFA World Cup Brazil, PS3, 360. Brazil. Ethan, Meteor Hunter, PlayStation Vita. No heroes allowed. No puzzle, No puzzles either, PlayStation Vita. That sounds awesome. Trials Fusion, PS4, Xbox One, 360, and PC. Pure Chess on the PS4. Backgammon Blitz, PS4 and PlayStation 3. Beyond Two Souls for digital download on the PlayStation Network. That Trivia Game, PS4. Dead Nation, PlayStation Vita, Descent 3 on Steam, Deus Ex Human Revolution Director's Cut on Mac, finally, Ooh. and Super Mario Bros. 3 on the Wii U and 3DS eShop, F-Zero Maximum Velocity on the Wii U, Golden Sun on the Wii U, War Game, Red Dragon, PC,
0: personal computer. Mm. All right, wait, did you say Beyond Two Souls? Yeah. Yeah, it's a di- uh, digital download? Was there yeah. already a digital download? I don't think so. That's weird. Yeah, so it's your PlayStation Network. <laughs> All right, uh, I'm going to pick Super Mario Bros. 3 because that was my favorite game on the, Super, on the Nintendo, so I'm picking that. <laughs> so I'm please.
1: going to yeah. go with, just because I wrote about it, maybe let's do Pure Chess. 1080p, 60 frames per second, the highest definition of chess you ever encounter outside of actually playing chess.
0: Yeah, so outside of actually looking at it with your own eyes. Doesn't get any more real than that. Mm -hmm. Ryan, what about you?
2: Well, out of spite, I'm going to be picking Deus Ex Human Revolution because all of you complain that games don't come out for Mac, but games do come out for Mac, so there you go. It only took three three years for it to come out for Mac. (laughs) Um but no, my legit pick would be Golden Sun on Wii U because that's my favorite mm-hmm. RPG of all time. Great game. So
0: there nice. you go. Yep. All right, uh let's get into it. Pax. The dual shockers were in Boston, kicking ass, taking names, and chewing bubblegum. We did all that shit. Um and
2: ate was, grilled cheese also as well. Oh yeah,
0: we ate a lot of grilled cheese. Oh grilled <laughs>
2: cheese was <is> so good.
0: <laughs> <It's just something laughs> old, Shout out to Cheese Boy. Um so yeah, that was actually my first time in Boston, first time at Paxton. it was a uh, Wild experience. It, like the most comparable thing I could compare it to is a uh, New York Comic Con. Like there's so many fucking people there, and you kind of have to battle them in order to you know play games and stuff. Um, but yeah, it, it was great. I liked the the whole like um, enthusiast atmosphere of it all. Like people were there for the games, or was any bullshit? It was just people were there for you know fun, and it was I, I loved the spirit of it. And I gotta say. I really like the city of Boston. Boston is like I, I told I think George's. It-, it-, it reminds me of Lower Manhattan, but just spread out to an entire yeah. city because it has like old timey buildings and then new ones, and it has like crazy streets. I don't really make too much sense, but I, I liked it. The people weren't so slow moving like they were in L.A. The prices were pretty decent. I mean, Ryan, didn't you pay like a hundred dollars on for parking for three days? That's pretty fucking good. <laughs> you know, shit. shit. Like like over here is like a, like for a couple of hours you gotta pay a hundred dollars it's crazy, <laughs> <laughs> um yeah I, I just had a lot of fun we you know if you've been checking out the side we were just pumping shit out um but tonight we're just gonna regale you with the stories. Um, George, why don't you go ahead and I'll just bounce off of you
1: okay do you want to start with uh, I think what everyone gen- what, like everyone universally kind of loved about the show gaming wise or you mean evolve?
0: evolve we could Evolve. About it. yeah let's, 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 let's I mean let's
1: get into it uh, I think the, the booth that had maybe the longest line was that and transistor but uh, yeah evolve we got a chance to uh, play evolve we you missed it Tony but we were there when uh, Cliffy B was playing it
0: actually I heard that when I was there he was there too. Yeah, so he was waiting. He was in. He
1: was in like the little group ahead of us, and we we're and we were just kind of shooting the shit. And he was like, "Ah, hey, retirement kind of blows. I'm gonna. I want to make <laughs> games." But uh, yeah, he he was playing Evolve out there as the monster, and they got like the devs against him, and they got the like their esports guy to commentate. They put him on the big screen, and it was like a big event. So it was really fun, like being next in line, in that booth watching Cliffy B figure out how to play, but still <laughs> kicking a lot of ass and just. Completely holding off the developers at bay, and eventually the developers really won. But their match was like a 20-25 minute match, which is insane. oh wow. But uh, yeah, evolved. Uh, uh, Turtle Rock Studios, the guys who made Left 4 Dead, are making this uh, four-player co-op game where it's four dudes versus one player who happens to be a monster who can evolve into a bigger monster twice.
0: Yeah, exactly. And uh, so, yeah, so
1: what? So yeah, we both got right up at the side. I played as the monster. Tony played as the. Um, as one of the
0: hunters. Yeah, that was on your suggestion, by the way, because you were like, "Hey, dude, i I played as the monster. You should totally play as the human, so we could have like a good conversation about that." And well, yeah, yeah, I was, yeah, was totally. And because
1: it, cool. it, 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 it's two vastly different experiences. So as the monster, you're playing in third person, and it's almost like a stealth game earlier on, where it's like, you know, I had, a, you know, you had a coach telling you what to do. It was like, yeah, you want to stay away from these hunters at this stage because they can crush you and trap you. So you know, use your senses. You know, if you see them coming from runway, just leap in the opposite direction, beat on small critters, and then, you know, just w- focus on evolving. And once you are ready and big, you can turn right around because that's essentially game over when that happens. But uh, yeah, it was yeah, it was a lot of fun. I was I was surprised how much I was able to just climb everything. And when I was ready to like pounce on people, it was great how often people don't look up. Like I was just waiting on top <laughs> of them. Hunters go right under me, and I was like, "All right, time for a leap charge!" And I just came in and crushed everyone. And yeah, read read my piece about it because I just I really got into it. And I I decimated our community manager and her team.
0: Like, they, oh man, yeah, that was cruel. They stood <laughs> no chance.
1: I was picking up rocks, throwing at them and then finishing them off and they were trying to harpoon me. I was like, "No, thank you." I ripped the harpoon out. Yeah, it was it, it was bad. I, I I killed them. Yeah. <laughs> it, it it was fun. And like I was kind of curious what's it like to play as the as the human? Is it because I was having a ton of fun just being like I felt like I was a boss in the middle of a boss fight. So I don't, uh, so what was it like on your end? Cuz that just feel like it, it does it feel a lot like a Left 4 Dead on your end or, or
0: no, it isn't. It's a lot slower and more methodical, and that's actually what I like about it. One of the things I don't like about multiplayer games is just they're too quick. You don't have time to even think. It's just mm-hmm. all Twitch-based. In this, you have to be deliberate. You be deliberate like you have to be slow, but you can't be too slow, obviously, because the monster will evolve. But mm-hmm. And I like the fact that you have to stick together. You can't just be John Rambo, go wherever the fuck mm-hmm. you want. You need to stick together. Everybody has a specific role they need to stick to. Like I picked the trapper because I'm like, okay, I'm not that great at like being, like, all-out guns blazing, but I do still want to live dangerously because it was my job to actually trap this fucking thing.
1: And, so, and spot it, yeah. Like, you can put these little sound spikes, and yeah. the guy was telling me, he goes, yeah, don't go in this area. He put little sound things, you'll show up on their map. He goes, yeah, yeah, you could throw harpoons that could, like, keep you keep me yep. from jumping and climbing.
0: And, yeah, uh, so that was cool. Um, Yeah, like, I would set up the, these sound things, and then, like, you know, and I like the fact that there was other cues there, like, we'd be going around all of a sudden, like, hey, there's birds over there, there's other they're sort of disturbance. we got to go check that shit out. And then, like, we found this big monster, but it actually wasn't a Goliath, it was something else that was still big. I'm like, okay, that's cool, because there's a lot of other monsters mm-hmm. in the world. And then, like, one of the proximity mines I put down, it's like, do-do-do, I'm like, oh, shit. We turn around and just big fucking monster. He was already at the top level already. So, um, But we were doing pretty good. We actually drained all his armor. We were like destroying him. And at that point, I'm like, okay, we got this motherfucker. But then he got smart. He was like, okay, I'm going to take out their medic. He just went all out on the medic. Every time we tried to heal her up, he would just... You know, just yeah, that was that was the
1: fir- that was the first thing I did. Their medic was always the last person in the group and I managed to get behind them and kind of get them separate and I just demolished their medic. And then I just ran away and then yeah. it just freaked them out and then they split up and I was like, Oh, you guys are done.
0: But, <laughs> but yeah, Evolve Evolve was super fun. Dude. Yeah, dude, um, you know a game is fun when you're like, I want to play that again. That's how you know a game is fun.
2: Yeah, yeah. It looked it sounded like a lot of from from how, you know, you guys talked about it and pretty much everyone loved it as far as I know.
1: 4 hour wait. I and mean, let me give you a PAX tip. Don't go to PAX to play the AAA titles because yeah. you're going you're going to waste a day. Even though Evolve was amazing, you know, you do that at like a Comic-Con where Evolve would probably be the main game there. Or or, at the very
2: least, you do it on, like, Sunday when, you know, That's you have yeah. pretty much everything else on Friday and Saturday and you kind of just have time to kill. Like, then you can do something like
1: that. <laughs> yeah, have Sunday be your line day because the Friday and Saturday, you really got to run to that Indie Mega Booth. Indie Mega Booth. Sorry. Dyslexia. Indie
0: so Mega Booth.
1: Okay. Indie Mega Booth. Mega Booth. Because they had over 100 games. Um, I think about 80 of them were actually video games. The other stuff was, like, cool, like, tabletop games. Uh, yeah, I, I wrote a piece on like just some of my favorite ones, but uh, I got my little I got my little list here of stuff I played that really stuck out. There's okay, so there's one game I think everyone you uh, you guys need to play uh, aside from like Hotline Miami Two, which I think is a little bit more people are it's more on people's radar now. But uh, Hyper Light Drifter was amazing. It's kind of like a a Zelda inspired dungeon crawler where the just the art style just threw me out. There's a there's a there's a trailer for it on the site. But it does not even do it justice. It's it's super gorgeous, and it uses this, it uses a lot of like purples and grays. And what I liked about it is uh, combat's really tight for a, a game that surrounds you with monsters. You're just you doing this crazy dash that like, can you jump to, uh, you know, you can close gaps with it. It's, it was really cool, and that was a game where I my I had to stop my demo because I had to run to another appointment. I was just like, oh, I should just cancel it and just fucking play this game. But that fantastic game, Hyper Life Drifter. Uh, there was another one. Um, Oh yeah, and transistor. Did, Tony, did you get to play transistor, or uh, Ryan, you were you did the video for it, right?
2: Uh, yeah, I did the video and I played it, and I'm also working on a preview that will probably go up tomorrow.
1: Okay, so keeping an eye out for that. But uh, what do you think of it, transistor?
2: Uh, I really, really liked it. Um, it's funny because, like, you know, when I was talking to, I was talking to some of the the staff from Supergiant, and uh, it's interesting because the game does remind you a lot of Bastion, like, just you know, at least visually, like, the, the art style is very similar. The uh, you know, the, the viewpoint and basically the gameplay is very similar. I think they did some interesting things with transistor. Like, they kind of melded the, you know, like Bastion was kind of like a, a real time RPG, like right. an action RPG, and then this also kind of adds some, uh, you know, some strategy elements to it
1: as well. Yeah, because um, I saw there's like some time. Yeah, uh, time dilation. When you like make your move, you have like it slows down a bit, so you can pick your, you can queue up your right. attacks and then show yeah, to do yeah. them. Yep.
2: Yeah. Basically, it kind of me- like meshes like uh, an action RPG with like a turn-based RPG because you can like you know like you said, um, your character Red she can slow down time, and then in that time you can go around, and you can uh, run around to different characters, and then you can select different actions. Uh, you know, do dodge moves and stuff like that. Uh, but that meter that that recharges over time as you do it again. So it's uh, I mean, so far from what I played, it was great. It was a lot of fun, and it's the good thing is the game is only about a month away now, so it's it's going to be coming pretty soon.
1: Yeah, I was kind of surprised by that, because I, when I spoke to uh to Logan at Supergiant the day before, and he does the voice work for the game, he's like, yeah, we're just waiting for this game to come out next month. I'm like, next month? Really?
2: Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, it's no. out. Uh, May 20th, I believe, is the release date for PC and PS4.
1: Awesome. Which is pretty great,
2: yeah. It's, it's great, I think it's, it's great when you get to have an experience like that, where you get to play a game in an event like PAX, and then, you know, they say, oh, when's it going to come out? Next month. You know, so you you don't have a very long wait until it's out. You know, yeah, because
1: there, there, there was a couple of games I played, and I was like, yeah, this is amazing. What's this coming out? Oh, yeah, we're coming out, like, 2015. I was like, oh, because there's one game called, uh, I, know, I literally played over 100 games, uh, Darkest, Dun- <laughs> uh, Darkest Dungeon, mm-hmm. which is like a, uh, a party-based, you know, turn-based RPG. but You're going, you know, in dungeons, beautiful art style, but the hook here was the... Uh, You have to, on top of managing just your party, because it's a roguelike, so if you get people killed, they're gone forever. So you have the option of, like, if people are close to death and you don't have any campfires left, you have the option to just leave all your loot behind and just run back to town. And then uh, you have to manage their mental health, which is kind of hilarious, because apparently people get stressed out going into a dungeon and fighting monsters. The guy's like, yeah, who knew? That that bums people out. So you have to... There's this metagame of a base building where... Every character has personality traits, so one guy could be like, hey, he, he likes a good drink every so often, so you should build him a bar, and that's how he relaxes because immediately when he goes into a dungeon, he doesn't want to go back. People want to unwind, so you have to use another batch of characters. So in this time, your second adventure, your previous party is healing up. They're figuring things out, but also if they're like kind of crazy, so your guy who likes to enjoy a drink, could also be an alcoholic, so by the time you're ready to use him, he is hungover, and his stats are de- deteriorated because he's hungover, and the longer you spend in a dungeon of him going without a drink, the worse he's off and the worse he's going to perform. <laughs> and then you have other characters who are just mental, and it's just like, I love killing monsters, so as long, if they're not fighting, they're not happy, and they'll lose stats that way. Yeah. <clears throat> but something like that, I was like, oh, man, that's really cool. It's like they just hit their Kickstarter, so they're going to come out for realsies. I'm like, oh, I need to play this. When's this coming out? And he's like, yeah, 2015. I'm like, oh, it's like next year. That's a bummer. But yeah. um, what was another one? Gods Will Be Watching was a, is another great... I think if you like games like uh, uh, those empathy games where you're just making really shitty decisions like a Papers, Please type, if you're l- looking for that type of vibe, Gods Will Be Watching is great. They had three different scenarios out there. The first one was the... Uh, the hostage situation where you're actually taking hostages and you are engaging security forces and you have to make sure to keep the security forces outside as long as possible while you're due to hacking and then managing hostages. Long story short, you may have to kill a couple just to, you know, just to set the tone for the other people there be like, hey listen, hostages, I'm not here to fuck around. But yeah, that was really fun. The second one was a survival, where you're just kind of like, you have to survive for seven days while you're rescued. And the other one was the torture, which is really unsettling, because you have to endure ter- torture by trying to outwit your torturer. Mm. Every, and you have to survive for 20 days. And every day that you survive, he just kind of chooses a random weapon to torture you with. So when he took an axe, and then he threatened my partner, and... I lo- I tried to lie and get you know try to do a Jedi mind trick on him and it did not work and he chopped off my buddy's arm and he died <laughs> <Holy shit. laughs> and then he just continued yeah. to, and then he just continued to torture me and then the and when because you just have to survive long enough for him to get bored and he's like ah, I'll see you tomorrow so when you do that you talk to your dead buddy like you just you just hear your dead buddy's voice just kind of have a dialogue with you in between so you're slowly losing your mind but the best part was and the part where a crowd started gathering was um uh, one of the playthroughs I saw. The guy pulled put out a, uh, a revolver and played Russian roulette with you. So if you didn't tell him what he wanted, and the whole idea is you can't confess. Like there's details that you can't reveal about yourself, so your identity and the name of your boss. Everything else is kind of negotiable because you just have to get through the torture. Sometimes you can just provoke and be like, well fuck you, hit me with the wrench. But when you have the when he has the uh, the pistol, it's a one in six shot opportunity. So you can lie to him and hopefully he'll believe you. But one time he just said. I think you're lying, puts the gun to your face, click, big sigh of relief from everybody. You're like, oh, man, that's great, blah, blah, blah. And then he asks you another question, and the question was, who are you? And the guy goes, and, and one person's like, you have to tell him. You have to confess. He's going to shoot you in the face. And the guy goes, provoked him. And he's like, no. And he goes, all right, <laughs> two out of five, click. You're like, ah. And then went two more times. You went two more clicks, and then. Third time around, he put the gun up and said, "Ah, you know what? I'll see you tomorrow." And then he dropped, and that was just like, and that could happen randomly. That's wow. And then like the more you lie, like you can buy yourself time, depending on like what tool he's using. So anything that's super heinous, like the blowtorch to like the nuts or something, he actually warns you, like, "Listen, I'm good." <laughs> Like, like, even the torturers, you want to do this. He goes, like, "Listen, I'm gonna, I'm gonna blow towards your nuts. Are you sure about this?" So he's giving you another opportunity to tell the truth. But then, if you're doing that, you can build up a more convincing lie. So, and in, in between, you have a, a support character who comes in and out, who feeds you information to help you with your lies to keep kind of the uh, torture at bay. But uh, Godzilla will be watching that. That comes out soon. You can actually. Uh, they have a browser version where you can do one of their scenarios, which is just super fucked. But, but yeah, that was really good. Um, I don't know. I still have a ton more. Have Tony, anything you played that stuck out?
0: Yeah, I mean, my job was just to play the A <laughs> game, so I was waiting on a lot of lines. Uh, but I had my shiny little press badge. So it was okay. I mm-hmm. really like Child of Light. Um, I was looking forward to it, and I told the developers that. I had no shame in that. Um, I liked it. It's like a platforming game slash RPG. Mm-hmm. But What's what so I working? really like...
1: Huh? Gorgeous looking, though.
0: Oh, my God. That's what it's it is. Great. It's like. They said they wanted to make like a living painting. That's exactly what they did. They didn't want the game to be too dark. They wanted it to be kind of light, but it's still kind of heavy. You know? Yeah, like dude. And even though this the main girl you play is already dead, she's like her mind is in some like other dream worlds. Like what the fuck? It's nuts. But I really liked it. That was a lot of fun. Um, the Ubisoft thing. I, what else did I play? I played Trials Fusion. Um. Apparently, that this they was had the a time. crazy booth. They had BMX bikers. They had a half pipe and BMX bikers. Yeah, that was cool. I'm like, I'm playing the game. I'm like, what's that? Oh, the real BMX biker. That's pretty cool. Um, it was fun because that game, like, it's kind of like burnout and like that. They encourage you to crash and fuck up. Mm-hmm. So like, I would be there, messing up, and there's people behind me just laughing. Like, I don't know if they were laughing because I suck or because it was funny. I, whatever. I, I, I no,
1: that's 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 the game. The yeah. half, half <laughs> the joy is watching how the guy neck hits the ground. You're like, oh, ooh, let me not do that jump again.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, I played... Uh, the first game I played was Wolfenstein, because it was like, literally right there. I mm-hmm. um, do like it, because I, I think me
1: and you have kind of a difference of opinion on Wolfenstein.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I don't have a strong opinion on Wolfenstein. Obviously, it's a first person shooter. I don't really care much for those. but what I played, it wasn't that bad. There were some parts where the guy had to help me out, because it was kind of confusing. Like, don't worry, in the final build, it'll be different. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I like the controls. They were good. Um, I'm not too sure about how the game's gonna turn out. It's um, interesting, I actually at the ACES party we went to, I talked to the composers of the game, two of them, I, I'm forgetting, I was so, I, this was the first thing I did where I was like so fucking drunk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, but we, we set up something, you, you guys are gonna get some proper later on. Yeah. But I, I was talking to these guys for about an hour and I really liked what they were telling me how basically the, the game takes place in like an alternate 1960 where the Nazis won and they needed to come up with pop music how would pop music be if it was in a Nazi-controlled world? So, rock and words. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, yeah, we went to a Bethesda party before that, they were playing all these songs in German. It's like, wait, I know this. this
1: cover song. band was playing 60s music in German, so we heard uh, Rolling Stone paint it black in German. I, Beatles, I want to hold your hand in German. It was so bizarre. And then the guy, the band is in character. So he's yeah, like, Wish exactly.
0: that The Wolfenstein." And I'm like, <laughs> "I feel kind of terrified at this moment." Yeah, yeah, exactly. We've been conditioned. German accents are evil. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, they told me about all this stuff. I'm like, that, "That's pretty cool." So I played that. I thought the controls were good. What What did you think of it? You said, "I don't know." My opinion is like, it's okay. That's my opinion. I didn't think it was great. I didn't think it was horrible. I thought it was okay. I didn't think the demo was good. I think the game might not be bad, but
1: because it's a long demo, you you, it's probably it an hour. Like you do get a good chunk of how the game plays. But the first half of that demo just plays to me like a regular Wolfenstein game. You're just weird, super Nazi type stuff, and the game really only picked up for me when, um, because the game takes place in 1945. You play BJ Blaskowitz,
0: yeah, Blaskowitz,
1: who ends up in a coma during the war. So he wakes up 20 years later in the 60s, well after the Nazis have won, taken over the world, and it's all this weird Nazi tech. And he breaks out of this mental asylum. To me, that's when the game picked up, and that's when the game got like a little bit more interesting. Like you. You should lead with that, because the the first half of that just felt like a regular, just run-of-the-mill first-person shooter. The controls felt fine, but it didn't really blow me away. Like, hey, you, oh, you use two assault guns? You can do a two assault guns? Like, yeah, I've kind of done this before. But it was only when I woke up in the asylum when things started to like, oh, okay, all right, I can I can dig this now. And that's when you start hearing the German, you know, Beatles song being played on the radio in the background. You're like, okay, this is cool, and that you know that that setting start to work for me then. But when you're just kind of like. Yay, more Nazis, 1945. Fuck me. So yeah, like, it, it we done feel, that shit. Yeah, yeah. like, I, I, I fought in trenches before. I fought in, like, weird clock tower churches before in Wolfenstein. So it was just like, oh, there's a secret room behind the painting of the evil guy. Like, wow, they've never done that before in a Wolfenstein game. But what, once I got past that part, it started, that's when the, the game started picking up for me. But... Hopefully that's just the beginning of that game, because I think we just literally just got like, hey, here's the first two hours of the game.
0: Yeah, I think that's exactly what it so is. I think if
1: you can make it for, for through that first hour that's when things are going to start picking up and start getting interesting. Because it was towards the end of that demo where you start seeing all the weird Nazi robot hybrid monster things. And I was like, okay, I don't mind shooting these. These these seem like cool cool things to shoot. I, I couldn't... Uh, the AI didn't really work for me. It was a lot of them just kind of
0: standing yeah, around asking taking a shot. Stupid. Yeah, yeah. But
1: like I said, it was, a, it was a preview build, so I'll give them the benefit of the doubt, saying, like, hopefully the AI will, like, duck this time around, but...
0: Yeah, exactly. Wow. And then I got to see, there were two games that I didn't get to play, but I saw videos of, uh, one of them was Borderlands 2, the pre-sequel. Is that what they call it? the pre-sequel? The pre-sequel, A's. yeah. Yeah, the B. pre-sequel. Um, so yeah, I saw that, I got to interview the guys. It was pretty cool. I mean, I've, I'm not really a Borderlands fan, but um, I I you know I look cool. The, the thing that was fun about it was like, the, the game takes place on the moon of Pandora, so it has this like kind of light gravity kind of mechanic to it. Like, you jump, it's like... <laughs> you know, you go really far, but the thing is, like, you know, it actually affects the gameplay, too. Like, your bullets actually, like, come out differently and stuff, um... It's pretty cool, but the thing is, it's still fast-paced. It's not like everything's all slow now because you're on the moon. And the, the environments, I mean, there's some that, that's a given about Borderlands games. They look really nice, and this one's no mm-hmm. exciting. Even though it takes place on, like, a moon, there's a lot of varied terrain on it. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, Borderlands
1: always has that, that really good feedback loop of just, like, kill a lot of things, get really cool stuff. Oh, I can't quite use this yet. I need a couple more levels. Oh, man, I just got even cooler things, and... To me, the guns are the characters in that game. Not yeah, I the
0: agree. The characters themselves. Um, but, you know, I, I like talking to the developers, which is the opposite of the evil within. All they do is just show you a video, and that's it. It's like, I, I need more information about this fucking game. What the hell is going on? Hmm. Like, I, I don't know anything about the evil within other than Shinji Mikami's making it. Like, I'm watching this, and I'm like, okay, it's like Resident Evil. What's going on in this world? Is, is this guy going through some psychotic like nightmare or something? What, what the hell is going on here? I mean, oh, sometimes sometimes
1: being vague helps because maybe if we find out the actual story, like, well, this is dumb, like. Uh, so I think for previews and stuff, I, I think for a horror game, it's okay to just kind of like play it really close to the chest and just yeah. be like, this is a weird situation. Is it a dream? I don't know. Is this for real? Another dimension? Nah. Like,
0: to me, it that nice. Like, yeah, it would have been nice if I was just told that. Like, is this a dream? Is this another dimension? We don't know. No one told me that. It's just the video. <laughs> like. Oh, okay. I got to make up my own story here. I, it looked, I, heard
1: it look, I heard it looked good.
0: It looked nice. It looked nice. Um, Just the, the thing with zombies. I'm getting sick of fucking zombies mm-hmm. in games, man. But it's like, here we go again. Um, But yeah, it looked like Resident Evil without being called Resident Evil. It's, I'm just being honest about it. That's fine.
1: I don't care. I mean, if it plays fun and it's still spooky as hell, then I'm down with it.
0: Yeah, I played The Crew, the Ubisoft's racing game. Mm-hmm. I didn't get to play as any of like the fancy cars. I just played as some pickup truck. It was okay. Um, The thing about that game is, like... I don't know, it, like, it was nice, but I don't see anything that's going to distinguish it from other racing games other than the whole, oh, look, you can race from Los Angeles to New York, but it's a truncated America. It's not the whole thing. Um, it's a 60-mile
1: America. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's nothing bad. You know, it's not a bad thing. It's just like, I don't know, it's like they advertise that as the entire North America. I'm like, okay, you better live up to that. But no, it's it's going
1: to be on I-80. That's going to be sick.
0: Yeah, um, and I asked I'm like, them, I'm like, can I visit my home? <laughs> and this is an
1: arc, and this is a like, arcade racer, right? Yeah, more or, or less. Like, yeah, it not is camp, yeah. not like a. Gra- it's more like a Need for Speed, as opposed to, say, like a Gran Turismo. Yeah, let,
0: you know what? Let's go for Need for Speed because Need okay. for Speed is not exactly one hundred percent arcadey, but it's not mm-hmm. Gran Turismo. Yeah, let's go for that. It's like it's like Need for Speed, but um, the whole social aspect was kind of interesting. How you know every racer in the world, kind of like Burnout Paradise, every racer mm-hmm. is another person. So that that's pretty cool. But you know, there's not enough to say about the game. So
1: yeah, that's I mean, a game you actually would have to. You need to play that online to see if it actually works. I
0: think so, yeah. Because
1: playing that in an unpopulated world just seems like, oh, so I'm just racing a bunch of rabbits. Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I played some other stuff. I didn't get to play too much. I just stuck with the uh, the AAA stuff. There were so many indie things, but I'm like, I don't have time because I have to wait on these lines and then do all this well, other stuff. Well, that was shit. the
1: beauty about the indie mega booth. And I was telling people who were yeah. like, "Oh, I want to check out Evolve." I'm like, "Well, don't waste your day today. Go to the indie mega booth where there's literally like no lines and like the developer's standing right there. So even even if you're not playing, you can just get a lot of information about the game." Yeah. Yeah, so that's kind of what happened with deepest dungeon. Also, Bro Force. I think I love that game.
0: No, okay, yeah, tell us about <laughs> Broforce. It's so
1: fucking dumb. It's a you know an action platformer. If you ever played like a Metal Slug game, oh yeah, it's kind of that vibe. Except it's fully destructible terrain. Nice. So I was a fuck. Who was I? I was a oh, I was a RoboCop. RoboCop. And <laughs> RoboCop and Rambo and. The trick is you only have one life, but throughout the stages, there's kind of like these tiger cages that have other characters in them. So in each stage, you just have to free them, and then you just get another life, and then when you die, you just come back as another bro. So, the cool thing about this is, uh, oh, my favorite by the way was Indiana Jones, because he had a whip that could like just, So when you like, you know, and everyone has their own special kind of grenades and weights so that they can like, destroy terrain. So... In one part, we had to just jump over a valley, but there's an anti-air truck there, just shooting at us. And I threw a grenade, and it came up super short, and I was like, "Ah, oh, balls!" And it went off, and it just killed the cliff that it was on, and just all shifted down, and it destroyed everything on there. Just it was it was insane because you're walking around, and then there was a, a braid, the guy, you know, a blade clone. So he ran around with a Kitana. It was oh it was amazing. And then so there
0: like, was are, uh, all their names just start with a BR. <laughs> I, yeah. I, think I, just,
2: I think I just want to play this game just based on the names.
1: Like yeah. they're awesome. Oh yeah,
0: there was Snake Bro skin. Uh, there was a
1: Judge Dredd guy, but I forget what his name was. I think it was Dredd. Judge Dredd. <laughs> yeah, I think it was, uh, it could have been Judge Bro or some nonsense like Dredd. that. But... <laughs> That was really good. Um, let me run off some of the things here. Uh, Cosmic DJ was a kind of like a music thing on your iP- on your uh, iPad, which is a rhythm game, but it had like cats and stuff in the background. That's like one of weird visuals, and then you can mix and match and all that stuff. That was in the Devolver booth. Uh, Ryan, you got to play Hotline Miami. Did you like
2: it? I did, yeah. I was just say, yeah. My list of games I played at Pax is pretty short. I only played Transistor and Hotline Miami, uh, but those are two of the ones I wanted to play the most. So <laughs> that, I was okay with that. Um, but yeah, I got to play Hotline Miami too, and uh, I talked to some of the guys there mm. from uh, from Devolver as well. And uh, yeah, I mean, it was good. It uh, it was just funny watching it because like because I mean, the, it, just like the first game, it's hard. Like because nah. I got I died like probably at least twenty five, maybe 30 mm. times during just during those two levels alone. Like because it was just it, like really hard. And, and of course, and
1: I, don't you feel weird, especially when people are waiting? Because I never know what, well, the, what the etiquette is when it's that like well, was, it's a game where you die really fast. So I'm gonna do it at <laughs> least we're gonna do fifteen each, right, guys? Yeah, so gotta, I know. yeah, <laughs> right? yeah It's I mean, like if, if
2: you like if you had to give up your seat, like the, you know, after you died, like you, your demo would last like maybe <laughs> at the absolute most. Um, but and it was funny because my computer I was playing on was the one that was being broadcast on the big screen in front of me, so <laughs> people were just watching my ass getting handed over and over, <laughs> and over again. Um, but yeah, anyway. Um, the games, you know, obviously, like, it, it looks a lot like the original, and so, like, I know a lot of previews and stuff that I saw kind of said, like, noted that, saying, like, oh, you know, even if this was just DLC for the original game, like, you know, you wouldn't be, like, remiss for saying that or
1: anything right. like that. Cause it's, it's just more Hotline Miami, but I did Yeah, like, pretty like, much. Did you get to that second character...
2: Um, n- which one? Do you the the two character? Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh no, I didn't. Um. See, so yeah, anyway, I was gonna say like they add like um a lot of the new things they they seem like they've added have been like the different masks and abilities. Um, mm. especially because in the original game, uh, you always played this same character jacket, but then he just wore different masks that would give him different abilities. Now, when you pick a uh, a mask, you get a different character as well. Oh, cool. Um, and then, so like you said, one of the characters that you can get is um, Alex and Ash, who they're actually two characters, uh, so one of them has a chainsaw that he uses up close, and then the other one uh,
1: has a pistol. Ah, they okay, I yeah, saw it that happening, and I was like, that's, that's really cool, I'm like, is he playing for... Yeah. So
2: they're kind of like the ice climbers of uh, Hotline Miami pretty much, because <laughs> you're basically, you're controlling two characters, so one of them has an up close weapon, the other has a pistol, so you control, I think it's like left click is the chainsaw, mm-hmm. right is the pistol, so that's how it works. Um, But then there's also the other character, the tiger, who, like, he he doesn't have any weapons. He only uses punches, but I think his punches are instant kills. So he can just go up. So if you wanted to try and be a little more... Daring, you can go up and just, you know, punch people to death.
1: Yeah, my favorite was um, just like hitting, you know, swinging a door open and knocking guy, one guy down, and then I threw my gun at another guy instead of shooting him because I forgot what I was doing. Yeah. yeah. So it knocked him out, and then I just took the guy and just gave his head in. I'm like, Wah! <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel yeah. And then um, playing that game.
2: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I only played as the zebra character, who I think his ability just make you, like, faster and more I'm agile.
1: I have the um, same one.
2: Yeah, and then I also, there's also, the other character was Mark, the bear guy, um, oh. who he's really oh, interesting. That's a guy named Mark. <laughs> he has <laughs> he, he, um, <laughs> his, his dual SMGs, and then he can also kind of, like, matrix yeah, them. Yeah, it's so cool. Kind of cool. <laughs> it's pretty cool. I didn't get a chance to try it, but, um, yeah, I mean, the game was fun, and it works. I mean, the only thing was the demo was a little glitchy. Uh, it kept hmm. crashing on me a couple times when I played. But, um, yeah, I mean, so far I'm enjoying it, because obviously it's more hot on Miami, and I'm okay with that. Mm. Um, you know, I am curious, I mean, it was only two levels, but I am curious to see kind of, you know, what more they're going to be adding to make it different than the first game, or, you know, like, what they'll be adding that's new. Um, they also added a couple of new things, like a dodge roll, which is, I only, yeah, you do a little tumble now, which you can use to, like, dodge gunfire and things like that, um, so, yeah, just little, I'm sure it's going to be more little things like that rather than, like, huge, like, you mm. know, major, uh, you know, additions or anything like that. But uh, I'm definitely looking forward to it. Yeah, it makes and, me wonder uh, if they're going to add co-op or not. I Yeah, I haven't heard anything, and I kind of doubt it. But I, I can see it working, though. I could see, like, uh, you know, co-op being a cool cool part of that if they do do it. Um, but, yeah, that, that's going to be out this summer. They didn't say specifically when, but...
1: Mm. Oh. Oh, one, another cool game I saw, because I'm going through my notes here, uh, one called Pixel Noir, which is a JRPG. Set up like a standard detective noir story, so you know you're running a your little cute character around. But also the battle system. Apparently the people just turn into demons, and then that turns into a standard JRPG attack system where everything's kind of like Lovecraftian inspired. So all the monsters look like a nightmare. Nice. And, oh yeah. And then uh, and at the Kickstarter arcade, our buddies, uh, our buddy doing uh Treachery in Beatdown City was there, and. Uh, going there. He was doing it on Kickstarter, but he had a playable demo there, and people were kind of digging it, so I was like, good for you. You should come back and do another thing with us. But uh, good to see his game there and working, because I remember he was being super paranoid. He's like, I gotta make it to PAX, but I need a playable build. Fuck. Hmm. But that was there. I also saw Chasm, which was another gorgeous kind of platformer. Uh, Atrius Awakening was another really good, just like... A lot of just pretty, pretty games. Uh, actually, <laughs> Secret Ponchos that's coming out on the PS4 fairly soon. Oh, yeah. That's a very cool. Fun kind of arena shooter, just... I was digging that. I, I kind of like anything Western, so you kind of have these, like, stylized cartoonish Western characters just shooting each other and then doing dodge rolls, and then I was picking this guy with dessert, so I was so I was able to get on one knee and increase my range, and I was just picking people off, and I was just like, yeah. Yeah, Yikes. I was going to
2: ask, <laughs> <laughs> um, ask, did you guys have any games that you saw that were, like, kind of underwhelming or any, like, disappointments that uh, that you saw there? Uh, the two that I, I kind of heard unanimously was pretty much uh, Watch Dogs and uh, The Evil Within. Yeah, uh, the let's, yeah,
1: let's talk about Watch Dogs. Well, yeah. And to be fair, both of these games were not, these were hands-off yeah. video roles, mostly.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, they, and they, I
1: think that's a video were, of
0: dudes playing, and that, uh, I think reasonable disappointment, that really that's the well. disappointment, because the people wanted to play these games, so... Yeah, so yeah, especially considering
1: Watch Dogs is next month, so there yeah. should have been a playable version out
0: there. Yeah, that's the
2: big thing, is, like, Watch Dogs is going to be out next month, and there's still, like, people saying it has problems, which is mm-hmm. not a good sign. And yeah. then, like, Evil Within is not that far off either. I think that's out in August, so mm-hmm. it's only a couple months at this point, so...
0: Yeah, like, they told me that they're going to have, like, you know, a full-blown demo and stuff at E3 for uh, Evil Within... Watchdog should have been there. It's like I'm watching this video. I'm like, cool. Can can I play the game now? Nope, mm. oh, you just watch the video. You just watch the video. I'm like, what kind of sucks? yeah?
1: didn't it look, um, yeah, because um, I think you saw the same video presentation I saw at some point. Because it, uh, we, because I remember commenting to you. I'm like, yeah, dude, that watchdog did not look super good. And you're like, whoa, really? And then you, I think you immediately went to go check it out afterwards to confirm it. Yeah, and but, uh, yeah, yeah, you're were right some, about that. You're right about that, dude. I mean, the game itself it looks fine, but um, you know, we saw some weird performance dips. Like you saw some notable, noticeable frame rate issues go dude, down.
0: Dude, it was like chopping the entire time I saw it. I'm like, what the fuck? Here's something interesting. The first time I saw it, it was like really, really choppy. <laughs> then the second time I saw it, it was a different like part of the video, and it was fine. So I'm like, hmm. and the thing is, it wasn't running on. Off, off. It was just video. I don't know why video was choppy. It's weird. It wasn't running off a of PlayStation 4. Yeah, I don't think someone was live playing
1: it. No. It was like a video. It I was kind of like to, a video loop. Yeah,
0: yeah I talked to the, the PR person. She said she personally brought in the video herself, so it wasn't really it was just running off a of PC. It was just video. I don't know why it was so choppy. Very weird.
1: But um. But yeah, and I also I, I met it, it, was you know, a lot of people there and they were like, and one dude was like you know, I guess kind of heckling. He was like, whoa, look at those frames! And the girl doing a present. Just kind of one of the frag dolls was kind of like whatever. Not my first rodeo homie. And then that's right yeah. before they did the big uh, at the end of them, they ended it with like the blackout and him just like kicking the shit out of a bunch of dudes. Yeah. And the same guy who was like, frame goes, whoa! <laughs> he was just like, really? Like, like you were easily impressed, my friend. Like, the heck? Funny, He's just, like, yeah.
0: I'm like, blackouts do it for you. That's, that's. He was oh man, is it going a cell phone? He's like a cell phone like, ninja. I was like, cell phone ninja. <laughs> Ryan, were you going to say something?
2: No. Uh, no, it's okay. I'm good.
0: <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, it was disappointed because the game is literally out next month and we didn't get to play it. Um, hmm. Yeah, I mean, out of the games I played, yeah, those disappointing. No, I mean, they were okay. Yeah, the biggest disappointment probably was the evil within because they didn't even have anything. Nothing. I, at least the, there was a girl there telling us about Watchdogs, you know. Like, yeah, geez, I heard the nah, evil within.
2: I, I heard the evil within like demo thing was a little awkward. It was just. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I oh, know. I yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, I should say this, just funny stuff. Uh, I went to go play Ghost Recon. Um, oh, there are Online, a lot right. of PC games, by the way. Like, I think there were more PC games than console games at this thing. I'm not a PC person, so I go yeah, there I mean,
1: and play a Ghost lot those, Recon. A lot of those indie stuff, they, you know, they'll run on PC or Steam or, you know, that's where, that's where everyone's trying to get on, especially a lot of Kickstarter stuff. Where they're like, yeah, we're trying to get on Steam, blah, blah, blah. But, uh, yeah. yeah, a lot of PC stuff there. A lot of people still using, you know, 360 controllers for their demo.
0: It wasn't even that. This was like mouse and keyboard style stuff. So, okay, I'm talking about Ghost Recon. I didn't write about Ghost Recon. There's a reason for that. I go there. I have absolutely no muscle memory when it comes to, you know, with, with, you know like, you're supposed to do the AES, whatever bullshit. I don't know how to mm. fucking do it. My hands are not used to that. So I'm like, uh, go up, go up, go down. Like, what's going on? Like, I had no idea what the hell I was doing. So I was like, I can't write about this. I'm sorry. And then, um, Really? Because it's more accurate that way, Tony? God, pissing off <laughs> our PC guys. And then I, I interviewed the guys for Wildstar, right? And after the interview, they're like, do you want to play the game? And I'm like, I had to respectfully decline. I'm like, I can't fucking play this thing. Like, game, that game, it, that the game shows up at everything, and, it, and it's always looking a little bit better every time I see yeah. it. And I'm like, I, I, I yeah, I don't I want to play it. <laughs> yeah, I, I went there for two reasons. One, dude, as soon as we hit Boston, as soon as we hit Boston, every fucking cat...
1: Wildstar. Wildstar. Yeah. It's Firefall <laughs> all over again. Wildstar. Wildstar. Yeah, that's
0: you that's know? what I thought
2: was like. It was like the first year I didn't see Firefall yet there, but then we got Wildstar. I'm like replaced Firefall.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then, and I was like, other thing. And then their booth was really fucking big. So I'm like, okay, let me go check it out. And you know, I interviewed the guy. Uh, my interview should be up tomorrow or today, whenever you're fucking seeing this thing. Um. And yeah, because the thing is, to me, what's interesting is that game is kind of not taking itself so serious, mm-hmm. I like the, the whole fun aspect of it. Like David said, the the art style was influenced by Don Bluth and Pixar and, and all these other kind of things. I'm like, that that's pretty neat. Yeah. And, and the character
1: customization looks really cool, and it's kind of you can just go and make whatever really kind of guy you want. And the character class and the system is very open.
0: Yeah, like the guy tells me, he's like, yeah, we have mounts in the game. You could ride a Velociraptor. You could put missiles on it. You could, yeah, you could put ramen noodles I'm Like ramen noodles on a raptor? Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they it's they know their demographics. Seriously. Yeah. So I'm like I'm like I'm not even an MMO guy, and I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. I had to ask them if it's coming out for a console. They're like, no console plans, but it's not out of the question either. But it looks fun. It looks fun. Yeah, I like that. Um, but yeah, I didn't. I really kind of wanted to check out the indie side. The indie side was definitely more popping than the you know, A stuff, but I had to... That's why they're, because it. it's,
1: you know, because usually those indie games at, like, a Comic-Con or, a, you know, like, an E3, those get drowned out Yeah. by the bigger, yeah. literally by the bigger booths, by the, like, by the dubstep, dubstep coming out of the Ubisoft booth.
0: You yeah. can't get to the indie stuff just because you're so distracted by the lights. Yeah, exactly, like, not every booth had a fucking giant monster light like they did for, you know, for... Or um, the, uh, the, trials, know. the trials, the uh, trials, <laughs> yeah, pretty much, but... Yeah. But yeah. it was fun, man. I, I liked it a lot. Um, some other things I want to say ju- just about the, the PAX experience. Um, we this should be up eventually. We just gotta get the video. Uh, I did my first panel ever. Uh, it was called "Fragging Gamer Stereotypes." We just basically debunked a bunch of uh, gaming, you know, stereotypes like we're antisocial, we don't get have sex, you know, all this bullshit. We kind of went off a little bit off the rails when we started mm-hmm. talking about Mass Effect Three too much. Just admittedly, we just kind of went off. I feel but, like
1: every conversation with Tony it just kind of goes off the rail with Mass Effect Three.
0: Yeah, it, it wasn't even my fault, but you know, they, they yeah. started it. <laughs> um, so that was a lot of fun. I went to go see Diana's panel, um, which is a lot of fun too. We actually have that up on the site right now. Um, I, I fell in love with uh, Susan Arendt. I think that's how you say it. She is said, fucking yeah, yeah. awesome, dude. Like, the stuff she was saying is like, uh, yeah, I love this woman. She's great. She's saying some real stuff. Talking about how, like, for example, it's like, you know, it's like if you're in this business and you're not on Twitter, you're doing something wrong because that's mm-hmm. the best way to hire people and all this other stuff. And, um, it was great. It was it was just amazing. And then like I said before, I really liked the whole Boston thing. Going to those parties was a lot of fun. Um, and I'll save this for the show. I got to give a bunch of shout outs to people because that was the one thing uh, I liked about PAX. And I specifically went there for this. I make I have so many friends like from this industry that I never get to actually. You know, like mm-hmm. speak with my own eyes and touch and stuff. So, like the little pixels, the people that live on my phone, they're real. <laughs> so it was like see them. <laughs> I prefer them being not real. <laughs> so that was fun. I, I met a lot of dudes, man. Like, like oh, Tony, Tony, Tony. And it's funny because most of them I met while well, I was just waiting online. I met a bunch of them just waiting for a evolve. Like, hey, Tony, what's up, man? <laughs> so that that was a lot of fun. Um Oh, yeah, and then um, we just got to say this. This is uh, one of my highlights, because at one point, George lost his voice. We don't know how it happened. Like, you went... Was it Evolve? You went to play Evolve? With no, your I, voice? Went to, I went to play Wolfenstein. Like, I did an yeah, interview.
1: interview... I did an interview with uh, one of the developers from uh, Dungeons Defenders 2, and it went fine, and that was okay. Like, an hour later, I'm playing Wolfenstein, the demo, and I have, like, a coughing fit. I'm like, blah, blah, blah. And then <laughs> I, remember, I finished my demo. My my demo crashed. So as soon as the game got good, it crashed. So I leave, oh, and the God. PR person was like, oh, everything, everything okay? What happened? I'm like oh god and nothing came out and i was like that's weird so i'm going back to the press room I'm like i think i lost my voice and you're like what how would that happen like, i don't know it's like you 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 heard me this morning speak and yeah so i was communicating in whispers getting like really close to people like hey i lost my voice it's just it's
0: yeah cool and it was funny because your, your whisper kind of became contagious like this is what i mean like <sighs> we'd start talking to george and we'd all start hey, I like we'd all start just whispering, for a whole <laughs> reason. but my favorite part is we went to this fucking Aces party. So George is there arguing with our boy Hip Hop Gamer. Yeah, I always comedian, argue with Hip Hop Gamer. When I mean Hip Hop Gamer into each other,
1: we always argue for a good forty-five minutes. That's why. So that's why I love the like, guy.
0: He's like right next to Hip Hop, like at this yeah. fucking party with the music just blasting. Because I and, wanted to prove, I wanted to make my point, and <laughs> I was yeah, like going
1: to be drowned out. But yeah, always happens with me and Hip Hop. We just go.
0: We always just go at it about just the most random of bullshit. It's and great, and, and, and you and I agree with this. Like, okay, I don't agree with anything Hip Hop Gamer says, but I love this guy. Yeah, he's
1: great. He's he's got a good enthusiasm, and he's just he's always just happy to be there, and he's always more than willing to engage in conversation, which I appreciate. But yeah, yeah but it was fun
0: though. Yeah, that, that was a that was a fun party. we met a lot of cool people. Um, yeah, it, it was just great. Like, like instantly, like I go to I go to fucking um packs, my. I have 450 followers. I come back to like 476. Like mm-hmm. everybody like, just jumping in and stuff. It's really fun. Like my whole t- uh, Facebook page looks totally different now. I made all these new friends. <laughs> so you know that's all. That, that's to That's what it's all about. I'm like yeah, we're here to play games. We're here to report. But I like the the human aspect of it. You know, meeting all these like minded people. Like you meet these people, you don't. Have, there's no breaking the ice. You mm-hmm. just talk about games. It's it's fantastic. I love that. Uh, yeah. What about you guys? Any <coughs> you want to share about um, Boston packs and stuff? No, I mean, just overall,
2: I enjoy it. I mean, this is, this is my fifth time going back to PAX East, and uh, I always You're just... You're a kinda, veteran. <laughs> yeah, I I enjoy it more and more each year, just because, like, it, it just grown so much. Like, even since the first year when it was, like, overcrowded and, like, in the Heinz Convention Center, and it was, like, the first year, and... Um, you know, but I just enjoy it every year, and and especially, like, since this was my first, you know, because I've been there four times before but as an attendee, and now I got to see it a little bit differently as, you know, as my first year going as press, so, you know, just getting to, like, be in the press room and all of a sudden sitting next to all these people that, like, I have, you know, like, you know, seen their work for years, and, like, you know, now I'm, like, sitting next to them, like, tired and hungry and just wanting to like,
1: get, like <laughs> yeah. you know, they like, were was... all complaining about the same thing yeah exactly yeah, yeah. it was, it was like, funny yeah.
2: like looking up to these people as like role models and like you know all of a sudden I'm sitting next to them and they're like oh I'm so fucking tired
0: like it was just it was a really
2: good experience and obviously going with you guys was great as
0: well mm. that, yeah that so. was funny yeah we were all like in the same like room and stuff but it worked we you know there weren't any like conflicts or anything everything worked out pretty it's well
1: it. we're, we're all yeah, we're all friends it's it's it it, 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 it will add to the stereotype of the gaming illuminati but yeah we just a meeting of the gaming Illuminati again. Of like, oh, look, it's my buddies from Kotaku and Polygon and Joystick. Let's go say hi and let's all conceive to just give Japanese games bad reviews. Yeah, right. totally. Like, <laughs> which yeah. is not the case. We don't do that,
0: all right? No, we don't do that. We're too busy bloodletting and. <laughs> Yeah, like yeah, even though I, <laughs> yeah, even though I was like dead tired by the end of it because there was a lot of mo- moving around. I'm like, oh, I'm kind of sad to leave. It was it was totally like different from my LA experience. When I went to E3 last year, I was like, get me the fuck out of this city right now! I don't want to be here a second longer. Please get me out. Boston's like, I could I stay here. This is nice. This is cool.
1: Well, yeah, it's close to everything, and just Boston's just a really cool city, and like it's just not as jam packed as New York. But, You know, me being a New yeah. Yorker, I like that stuff closes at four a.m. because I like to party, but yeah, two a.m. Exactly. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Cool. It's it's a, I was going to say, it's a little bit of a shell shock,
2: I think, to New York people where, you know, things are like,
1: oh, it's like 1 a.m., oh, it's really late, like, you know. Yeah, I'm like, really? Is what is it is just start, it's just started, man. <laughs> Get, Get out of me. here. That was a consensus of a lot of, like, my New York friends that were up there were just kind of like, oh. Yeah, they're like. Uh, night's over? And I'm like, yeah.
0: It's I'm closing like, at 1 a.m.? What? <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, it let us sleep, <laughs> you know? Yeah,
1: that probably was n- not a bad idea either, because I'm pretty sure I was sick to begin with, and then I was like, oh, I'll just go to PAX anyway, and... So yes, yeah, so I'm pretty sure I've gotten other people sick on there. I know uh, D got the pax pox. So yeah, I'm PAX Pretty POX. sure I
0: was patient zero. So hmm. yeah, I always avoid those. I don't know how. I have a pretty good immune system. I've never gotten a pax pox or anything like I that. Only I only get, get sick care. at
1: convent- I only get sick at conventions. Like as if as soon as I leave my little bubble here, yeah, uh, I'm just my immunity to all germs just goes away. It's like oh fuck, like yeah,
0: fun. no, I, I never had that happen. Change but of
1: weather and change of scenery. I just immediately get sick.
0: Yeah, even the last day, fucking Boston raining on us. On that wasn't fun. It's like, come on, Boston. You were being nice up to this point. What the fuck? <laughs> um. So, yeah, and um, you know what? I'll do this now because I want to give some shout-outs to people, all these people I met. Uh, I'll, I'll try to get through these fast. I know people don't like these, but I have to do this. Um, I want to give a shout-out to Malik Forte and Army Lynn from The Nerds. Malik Forte, one of the coolest dudes you'll ever meet. I've known him for years. It was actually – it's funny because I wanted to meet him at E3 and then Comic-Con. Something will always happen, so it was great to actually see him. And the funny thing is, like, I bumped into him every fucking time. He was always in the press room doing his thing. I want to say another shout-out to Maylene uh, Garcia, homegirl. I love this woman. Um, I From met Nickelodeon. Her. Huh? From Nickelodeon, yeah. I met her for the first time um, last year at an EA event. And within the first five minutes, it was like we've known each other for like our entire fucking <laughs> lives, you know. Because I and it's funny because when I saw him, I'm like, "Oh shit, that's meeting, That's the gamer goddess!" Holy shit, let me go say hi. But then we hit it off really fast. Um, I want to say um, Car- or Karen Rivera. I just met her for the first time. She's from Pixelitis. She was at the panel with um, Maylene and um. And D, she's a lot of fun. We're going to hang out soon. Uh, Rahat Rashid, funny story about Rahat Rashid. So he was with Francois Chang. Shout out to Francois Chang as well from a Um I met him. He's like, hey, dude, what's your name? He's like, Rahat. I've never heard this name before. I'm like, Red Hot? Is your name Red Hot? <laughs> and he was like, dude, that's awesome. You can call me that. Um, I want to uh, give a shout out to, uh, I don't know this guy's real name, uh, Valadier. He's uh, Maylene's uh, co worker from Nickelodeon. Andrew Lyons. I finally got to meet him. I've been a fan of his for a while. Uh, Brett L- uh, L- L- Lenny, I think he is. I met him at the uh, party at the um, Aces thing. JR, one of, uh, one of the fans. He's cool. Anthony Nash from Motherfucking Max Level. This guy's fun. He I found him at the Evolve uh, line. He was like, dude, it's you. Uh, Rick Aguilar, he does a bunch of YouTube videos, so it's nice to meet him. Of course, Hip Hop Gamer! <laughs> Uh, I met I first met Hip Hop Gamer at Comic Con like three years yeah three years ago and no then, one forgets their first time yeah again. no I, <laughs> I'm like yo well, Hip Hop what's up the first thing he does he takes off his belt and puts it on me that's the first thing he does he's never met me before it was awesome uh my former boss Torrance Davis give a shout out to him without Torrance I wouldn't fucking be here right now and it was funny because I the inside I got to the show floor there he is and then he actually took a picture of me playing um Ghost Recon and he was like look at this people <laughs> you know Hell is frozen over. Ramyes is playing a PC game. Soak it all in. Um, shout out to Richard Bailey from the Coalition. Uh, we and him always talk. Finally got to meet him. It was cool. Um, from She Attack, they're a, a new site now. I want to give a shout out to Nia, uh, Jalisa, Gabby, and Crystal. Super awesome girls. If, if you want a site that's just run by you know quote unquote girl gamers, even I hate that fucking title. Um, check them out. They're awesome. She Attack. <laughs> Fucking Twinfinite. I've never seen guys hustle like this before. They were always in the press room. They were in, a, in that little circle. You know, It's like the round table of Twinfinite. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was great. It, it, um, that's Austin, uh, Muaz, uh, Ali, Alisa, uh, Alex, Evan, Ed, um, Andres. I got all these names here. And John, Charles. Those guys, man. I'm like, that was inspirational. Cause I remember when I first started, that's how I was through that. That fucking hunger. I, I love that. Those guys are going to go very far. Shout out to fucking Twinfinite. Um, and then last shout out is to 2dx.com. I, I did the panel with most of these guys there uh, Tim Torres, Jonathan Gibbs, Isaac Rouse, Gabe Zamora, uh, Jeffrey Wilson, who put the whole thing together. If you ever meet Jeffrey Wilson, one of the coolest guys, man. Like me and him could talk about um, Matt Cross for hours. And it's funny. He mentioned um, we were at um, Diana's panel. We went in like five different directions in five minutes. We talked about shitty Japanese imports, bad anime games. We talked about all this within the span of five minutes, then we shut up. And then the last shout-out, ooh, okay, I need to give a big shout-out, and sweetie, I'm sorry for ruining your last name, Tatiana Vecnovich. Uh, me and her are really, really close friends. I I've always wanted to fucking see her, so just seeing her there and hugging her and all that oh, stuff. Oh, from uh, from Ask uh, Tatiana. Yeah, from Ask Tatiana. She used to be for two. She used to be the managing editor at Two D X. Now she has Ask Tatiana. Uh, yeah. To say that I love this girl is an no, I mean, She's like one of my best friends. It was just great seeing her. It was funny because um, I went to. To breakfast with the girls from that panel that day, and I'm just talking to Maylene about it, whatever. And all of a sudden, this girl just comes up, starts talking. Like, whoa, oh, it's Tatiana, cause she's really fucking tall. I didn't realize how tall she was. So, yeah, uh, shout out to anybody else who I missed. I. Yeah, it was, it was just a great experience, man. Pax was fucking amazing.
1: Look at Tony making friends.
0: Yeah, yeah, Aww. I do that.
1: <laughs> I was too I busy watching Star
0: Trek and healing in the hotel room. That was great. Yeah, and we and we saw that Star Trek episode with the actual Picard meme. <laughs> yeah,
1: I was like, that's that what was, that came was, from, Internet. That, that was
0: great. <laughs> yeah, it was funny because Erica was there. She was like, why is Picard acting weird? Like, no, no, that he's, that's not the way the show is. He's just putting on an act. He, the show doesn't have bad acting. <laughs> Alright, so that, that's anything else about Packs before we move on to a couple of news bits? Uh, yeah, I want to give
1: a shout out to uh, the Brominator, Bromander, Bro in Black, uh, Bro Dread, Bro Hard, B.A. Borowskis, <laughs> Love It, yeah. Mac Brover, and Mr. Anderbro. These were some of the bros in Broforce,
0: and I feel like meeting them for the first time was great. Were it's they up, actually, like, there, there, or was it just... No, just no, people?
1: they were in the game. I'm just, yeah,
0: yeah, but you yeah. got to give them a shout-out, because they're that fucking awesome. The game
1: is amazing! Or Brodell Walker, which is the Texas Walker Ranger. <laughs>
0: which is... These are the best character games ever. I need to play this game, like, now. That's brilliant. Does this, does this have co-op? Yes, it does. Okay, oh, so man. we all
2: need to pick our bro, and then just bro out in bro force.
0: Brian, <laughs> yeah, what about you, any shout-outs?
2: <laughs> um,
0: nah, too many,
2: probably, at this point, but... Yeah, uh,
0: I want to thank the internet, I'm going to take the internet because without it, I wouldn't be here. <laughs> All right, so, yeah, let's get some news out of the way. Not too much stuff. I It was designed I mean, that way because I'm like, let's talk about PAX. Um, So Sony has sold 7 million, uh million PS4s worldwide, right? Uh, I believe so, yeah. And sure. this is sold, not just shipped? Yes, I believe so. Does not matter? Yeah, it, yeah. But this it, is shipped just shipped sold, sold anyway? anyway. Yeah. Shipped yeah. means <laughs> someone bought it. <laughs> They're doing yeah. very well. Yeah, so, yeah, congratulations, yeah. Sony. This was... Given. It, it, this machine's great. Um, we so about Marty Ode- uh, O'Donnell. Is that how you say his Donno. name? O'Donnell. Oh, O'Donnell, my bad. Um, yeah. yeah, he, Ryan, take it away. What happened with this man?
2: Um, so basically, news went out this morning that he was fired by Bungie, uh, or, uh, terminated without cause, is how he put it. Um, but basically, Marty O'Donnell, as I guess probably most people know, he was the composer of the music for the Halo series. Uh, basically, from the first game up until I believe Reach, I think was the last game he scored. Uh, he didn't do Halo Four. Um, but yeah, that's about it. Uh, apparently, he was actually fired last week. But I guess today he was able to announce the news. Um,
0: he did so, it on Twitter,
2: right? Yeah, he announced through Twitter. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I guess it's just yeah, it just caused a lot of outrage because obviously he's been like associated with the series for a very long time. And uh, he's also he was also working on the score for Destiny, which is the upcoming uh, upcoming new series uh, game by by Bungie.
1: Yeah, which is weird because he's the guy in charge for music. So then yeah, some, something is just some shady boots stuff going on here. We're kind of like, ooh, something happened. Like, yeah, that's what it seems like. Just because
2: there hasn't there hasn't really been any other explanation yet about you know exactly what happened or whether it was like
0: creative differences or something maybe, maybe more, but. Yeah. Right. And and that's crazy because, like, Halo's, like, like one of the iconic things about Halo is the music. So the, guy the, music. the music. Yeah, so you get, I don't know, that's very weird. I don't know how that happened.
1: Yeah. Right. yeah. More when the story unfolds.
0: Exactly. Um. So Sony has sold their Square Enix uh, shares. I didn't even know they were still holding them. I mean, they, it makes sense, like, given their history and stuff, so. How how much was it for? Like forty-seven million dollars or something. So there?
2: they owned Sony. I believe had about nine point five two million shares and in, uh, invested in Square Enix, and they sold it for about forty-seven to forty-eight million altogether.
0: Who did they say who they sold it to?
2: Uh, no, I don't know. It didn't. Uh, they didn't release any details. I think tomorrow is when they're officially going to give details about like price and, and all that stuff. But uh, it didn't say to who like they sold them to.
1: Hmm, that's that's strange. Maybe, I don't know if this is like a an ending of a relationship or it's just like yeah,
2: hey, the stock is hot. I don't, yeah, I don't know, I mean, because a lot of people brought up that, like, you know, Sony has been doing a lot of cost-cutting, you know, in the last couple months between Mm -hmm. uh, layoffs and their studios and things like that, so it could just be, like, they're just trying, you know, especially with all their projects coming up, like Project Morpheus and all these things Mm -hmm. that are probably costing them, like, hundreds of millions of dollars to push, you know, push into, Um, I wouldn't be surprised if this is just them kind of cleaning house and trying to, like, you know, pinch their pennies a little bit, but...
0: Yeah, I mean, what were they doing with this stocks like, just holding it? I mean, you know, no, I <laughs> guess. That's, that's yeah, right. I that's mean, in the
2: company. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, you have to remember too like it's not like Square has been providing a whole lot to the, you know, to, to Sony over the, you know, their yeah. exclusivity deal hasn't been as strong as it has been in past generations.
0: So This is true. Yeah. So, yeah, um, and then the last bit, you guys wanted me to throw this in the refund, so Snoop Dogg, <laughs> he's going to be doing uh, voiceovers for the multiplayer of Call of Duty uh, Ghost. That's pretty funny. For shizzle, my nizzle. He
1: will be announcing, so when you get a strike package, you got a strike package, baby. And it's like, oh, <laughs> uh, And then I was sitting there, was like, I would totally pay two ninety nine for this. this is, that's the worst part
0: out of this yeah, thing. It's like, I don't even play Call of Duty. I'm like, maybe I want to get this now, just uh, I can hear Snoop Dogg. Like, yeah, that, like, when you get, like, let me look, let me look this You got to kill sh-
1: Strizzle, yo. You got to <laughs> kill
0: Strizzle Televisal
1: <laughs> Or you kill somebody's like, book. you kill that guy. I was like, that's great. And, you know, they started doing stuff like this in, um, I think it was in Dota, where they started doing, like, announcer packs where they can kind of, it'll change the announcer of your game. So I guess there is a market for this type of thing, especially if you're a hardcore Call of Duty fan. It makes me wonder on who else can we use. Like, maybe it'll be, like, a Bruce
0: Campbell or something next time. Like, I would love to That would Bruce be Campbell. amazing. I want a Stan Lee pack. Yeah, oh, my That's God. That's what I want. Excelsior. Are you kidding me? Excelsior. Or yeah, like you, a, the, yeah.
1: you get a strike back and then he starts talking about how, like, uh, he stole, like, the idea from Spider-Man from,
0: like, Jack Kirby or something. Yeah. It really when starts and, Jack, yeah. Kirby. <laughs> <When> <laughs> Jack Kirby. When <laughs> me and Kobe created Spider-Man, it was actually me. He stole the idea. <laughs> but yeah, Snoop, He said, "I wrote some of this stuff." He says stuff like, um, "If you get a ballistic vest, he goes ballistic vest ready.' Those are some fine ass threads." <laughs> or he'll say, "Don't stop, cap 'em and shank 'em." It's it's great. I think it's brilliant personally. Like, I want to know if this is gonna open up door for more celebrity voiceovers. And stuff. Why the hell not? Give me a Christopher Walken. Dude, voice-over. I was yeah, just, just, about just about to say that. Just fuck oh, it. let's just
1: do it. Who cares? Just. <laughs> Oh, man. So, Give me a weird. Nolan North and Troy Baker one, just for
0: shits and giggles. Let's just throw it out there. <laughs> Ryan, what about you? Who would you like to you know do some voiceovers and stuff?
1: Uh, I don't know.
0: I have to think about that. <laughs> uh,
1: John Warburton,
0: the voice of Joe on Family Guy. There you go. What? <laughs> I want one with George with his full 100% voice. Oh, what yeah. Totally. To do one.
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> Even you were missing, like, I, I miss my voice. It was weird. It was nice weird. It was, it
1: was, it was weird not being able to talk and wanting to talk. Like, I the words, they're not coming out.
0: It's really weird. Yeah, it's like, dude, you lose your voice at the place where you want to talk about stuff. Like, we're in the press room and he's just telling me about it. I'm like, oh, it's so amazing. It's so great. And I'm like, what? What's
1: going on? <laughs> well, yeah, Anthony from Joystick came over and he was like, Hey, man, what's going on? I was like, oh, my voice. Was like What?
0: And I was like, I lost my f- Wait, you lost your voice? I'm like, Yes, I lost my fucking voice. Yeah, because at the, first, yeah, I've heard by, my mind was like, Okay, like people usually lose their voice at conventions. And I was like, Wait, hold on. We've only been here for a couple of hours. He's only playing video games. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> you know, because when yeah. you're not really talking and it's only, it's been like literally, Oh, yeah, I need to say this about the first couple of hours. This was the smelliest convention I've ever been to. Holy shit. It's like, you know, I'm putting a pen on gamer stereotypes, and there's a stereotype right there. It's like these smelly motherfuckers. It's insane.
1: To be fair, convention yeah. smell, because they'll seem smell...
0: They to smell, think, but not at 10 a.m. on the first day.
1: You'd be surprised. They'll smell show up at that car show at the Jacob Javits Center, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It oh, so smells like the... someone left something in the car. It's like... <laughs> it's not, guys. Come on. Yeah. Oh God. So, uh, so back to the voice packs real quick. Uh, <laughs> so if I could
2: get either a Samuel L. Jackson voice pack... motherfucker. <laughs> A, a Troy Baker voice pack just so that way I could get Troy Baker in all my games. That would be good.
0: <laughs> now I'm thinking about the Chappelle skin. How's it taste, motherfucker? It's I my did, beer. I did. I
2: did also think about the possibility of a Gilbert Gottfried uh, voice pack, but oh, that, would that, be, God, that would be amazing. amazing. <laughs>
1: that would be amazing. <laughs> that oh, would only, that would That would only work if you could make other people listen to it in the game.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I don't know how. I, I, that might get old pretty quickly, but it would be, probably be amazing. As
0: <laughs> oh, you got a kill streak! Oh, you got a on? kill
1: streak! <laughs> I'll be performing at Caroline's. <laughs> uh, I was like, He's just such plugging himself. Oh, my God. <laughs>
0: That actually reminds me, I don't know if you guys remember Married with Children. <laughs> I feel a part of it, like, Al Bunny was on a ship, like, you know, and like a, a cruise ship. The ship sank, and they're out at sea. He's standing, he's like, oh, God, oh, God. And, and Peg's like, Al, we've only been out here for an hour. Like, it's, nah, it's not the ship. You know, it's not being outside. It's Gilbert Gottfried. What are you mm-hmm. talking about? Aren't I great company? <laughs> like, and then he wanted to jump into the ocean. I would love that. Like, play out for your worst enemy, the Gilbert Gottfried voice pack. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Next Call of Duty DLC.
0: What about Robin Williams? Oh, my goodness. Oh, I'll pass on that. I'll <laughs> oh, stop. All right, Conversation so, uh, over. <laughs> this show is pretty much done, so let's talk about what games we've been playing. Uh, Ryan, what have you been playing lately? Let, okay, so are we going to talk about the stuff we play at PAX. <laughs> we already kind of talked about that. Um, was, say,
1: yeah. was there more? Um, no, no, no I, I've got the list. Oh, the list. A list of stuff that I thought was cool. Yeah, go, go for it. Uh, oh, Invisible Ink. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. It's like XCOM with spies, which is yep. the best way to describe yeah. it. We have, a, um, we have an interview
2: on the site uh, that you can check out. There, a video interview with Matthew Martinson from uh, from Clay that you can check yeah. out.
1: And I have a write up about my. Uh, I got to actually demo the game. Really cool game. Uh, yeah, if you if you like turn based, uh, turn based. Uh, it's, it's stealth, and that's turn based. And it's kind of like, oh, this is new. I've never tried this before. So yeah, at first the, the the mechanics just seem a little bit jarring, but once you actually start playing it, it's like oh this is this is such a good fit. How has no one thought about this before? Yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh, Max Gentleman, that was another fantastic game. Okay, so this is a hat stacking game where you play a perfectly handsome gentleman in a top hat, in a in the middle of a bar fight, and the idea is you have to move back and forth and and try to stack as many hats as possible because people are throwing beers at you, so you have to select the hat and then jump up and make sure the beer goes past, and you have to stack as many hats as possible. I only mentioned it and played it because if you had the high score, you left with a gentleman body pillow, which is one of the characters like this, completely shirtless, That's with awesome. full fancy man uh, mustache and top hat, and he's just like that on his body pillow, which is great. <laughs> and also Octodad is in the game as a gentleman. He's uh, disguising himself as a gentleman, so he's one of the fathers there. And and also a bear and bear bang like uh, wearing a Duke's hat, which is kind of neat. Uh... Strike Vector was kind of like an aerial space shooter, really cool. Uh, the Oculus Rift stuff looked really neat. Uh, what else is there? Uh, a couple of four-player co-op games I saw. Uh, Night Squad, really neat-looking game, a bunch of people throwing things at each other. Slash Dash was really neat. Uh, we talked about Force, I could keep talking about Broforce. <laughs> uh, Darkest Chasm, yeah, I went through that. Galaxy is, uh, is for the PlayStation 4, I believe, coming out soonish. Uh, space shooter it's a roguelike and all the and the level is randomly generated as you fly through it which is really cool and um the sh- it, it's uh the art style is like an 80s sci-fi anime so it's like heavily inspired by an episode
0: of Matt Cross where nice
1: the way the cutscenes come in the characters just shoot on screen and they're all full anime and just yelling things at you and speed lines are intense
0: yeah I'm gonna have to get that game now that's but yeah uh,
1: La Mulana 2 they had it there uh the, the uh, niguro guys were there and there was such a cool game! I love the first La Moon Lana. It's uh, if you kind of like spelunky, it's kind of like along those same uh, same terms. Uh, oh wow! Uh, Kingdoms Rise was this uh, medieval be- uh, medieval like arena game where it's like you're dueling other knights and stuff. Just gorgeous looking game, heavy CG graphics. Uh, guns of the Icarus, your your it's airship on airship combat where you're on the airship crew manning guns and then moving nice. the and flipping over. That looked really neat. Uh, was it and Beatdown beat down city? That looked really awesome. Shout out to Sean. Uh, Burrito Galaxy 6, where you eat burritos or something. I, I remember I remember just writing that down and looking at it, and I'm like, what the fuck is Burrito Galaxy 6? So well, I, 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 I
0: gotta stop you just, just off of that and off of that hat game. Uh, thank goodness for indie developers. Seriously, yeah. I love you guys, man, for coming up with these insane ideas. I love it, love it, love it. <laughs> Go on.
1: Yeah, and then there was uh, Alpha Muse, which is a music based game. You probably see some videos on the site. Really cool. Really cool looking game. Really cool playing game. That's coming out for Sony. Uh, Chroma Squad. This is another term based... Uh, RPG, but it's based on fake Power Rangers, so... you Fake you know, you're, Power Rangers? So it's like red chroma, green chroma, and you're fighting monsters, and it's all cheesy, and it's really cool. And then, I think finally, there was Karma Flow, the rock video game opera. I'll leave it at
0: that. Whoa, okay, that sounds pretty awesome, too. <laughs>
1: but yeah, but there was just so much at PAX. Um, there was the indie mega booth, there was the indie mini booth, where it's just a dude with a screen just telling you about his game. A lot of cool stuff, and we'll still have, uh, you know, I'm probably probably write a little bit more about Pixel Noir because I got to have a conversation with the guy there about his game. Just because Detective Noir looked really cool and oh oh uh, we always monsters sometimes. Like, I'm butchering that talk. Always sometimes monsters. Okay. Another one of those empathy games shaped like a, a 16-bit sprite RPG. It, it's gonna bum you out, but it's so fucking cool. Uh, if you get a chance, it, speaking about it is a spoiler within itself. So if you guys get a chance, Google it or do you know just. Do some work on your end. God, why am I doing all the work? So check some of these games <laughs> out. Check out my write-up. There's a lot of trailers. There's a short little write-up and then a trailer. to See what the stuff looks like. But uh, yeah, if you have any opportunities, as soon as those PAX tickets go on sales, get, figure it out. If you live in Texas, they're gonna do PAX Austin now, which I which is gonna Austin. be great. So uh, and in PAX Prime, if you're on the East Coast, on the West Coast, the Coast yeah. Seattle. But yeah, PAX is such a great show. If you want to play like a lot of cool games that. And, you know, a lot of these guys are just doing Kickstarters, and, they're just, and then basically they're just like, hey, if you like our game and you think you're interested in check out our Kickstarter, buy, you know, and buy it so we can keep this game going. But there was a lot of good, a lot of, like, humble indie guys there just saying, like, hey, if you guys really like our game, please show support. So, yeah, yeah. You know, go support by going to packs and if you like the stuff there, you know, throw a couple bucks there away but yeah that was that was the common theme of a lot of the indies i saw it was like yeah we got a Kickstarter. we don't need like five thousand more dollars to make this a real game and it's like oh my god it's so much pressure i need to go
0: yeah right like oh i want to help you out yeah i i i love that you know because you have it's like a good counterpoint to e3 because E three is just nothing but triple a games. so yeah, it it's triple a
1: and it's triple it's a and you're dealing with a lot of pr people who are mm-hmm. media trained it's it's so fun yeah. talking to people who haven't been vetted by me, you know, yeah, they tell you a lot of things they're maybe not supposed to.
0: Yeah, but that's part of the fun.
1: But that's part of the fun, and you know what, they're more human about it, and you can kind of see that, like, oh, you know, this guy's you know, it's good seeing people passionate about stuff they're working on, as opposed to someone who's hired to be passionate. Yeah, uh, that's <laughs> exactly. there, So, and, it, and it's not a knock on, like, PR people, that's just their job, and that's yeah, some of them generally do love yeah. the stuff there out there, but it's nice seeing someone who actually made that project, put their blood, sweat, and tears into it, who were like, you know, I talked to the Deepest Dungeon guy, and one guy asked him, hey, are there going to be, like, um, these are really cool, like, armor sets and stuff, are you going to are you gonna have multiple, can people equip different looking armor, and the art, and we were talking to the artist, and he says, absolutely not, do you have any idea how much work that is? <laughs> that was maybe the best answer, from, like, the most honest answer, he goes, that was just so much work getting these guys to look the way they do, Can you imagine if we could just swap that out with something else? He goes, no, you guys are trying to kill me. <laughs> yeah, like maybe we'll make it a Kickstarter goal, but like that was such a cool response. And Lettles indie Devs are just really cool. And everyone's working on, like off Unity, and they're really looking forward to the unre- that Unreal, uh, subs- you know, the uh, the licensing deal that Unreal did. Where yeah. You can get it yeah. for 20 bucks a month. So yeah, it's it's really cool just seeing people work on, you know, seeing like their game at 30 percent because it's like you know I cannot wait to see this game next year at like another at the next PAX or 3 But yeah, like you know, take a transistor. Like that's a game we always see at PAX, and it's always look- just always looks a little bit cooler every time we see it. But but yeah, good 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 on packs yeah uh,
0: and, and and you know when you see those guys you genuinely want them to be successful you mm-hmm. can pull for them you know and, and like yeah it's like you're supposed to be a little bit um by, you know, like not biased against stuff because you know you, you're a journalist. But I, I root for these guys. It's great, you know. You want to
1: root for them because yeah. the innovation is coming from indie games.
0: You need AAA.
1: You need AAA to keep the industry alive because yeah, you know, we actually need Call of Duty to sell two billion copies. Sorry,
0: people, it's the truth.
1: That, that that that's that's exact. That's why it has to happen. They just have, But yeah, but you want to go to the indie stuff because they'll they'll surprise you with something kind of cool and quirky and amazing. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, what, they're, that's they're, a, yeah. That's they're what I the said. They're, They're the
2: ones driving the innovation and the, yeah, sure.
1: you know, the new they ideas. They could get away
0: with it. They could get yeah. away with it, you know? They're
1: the ones with the ideas that the bigger publishers are going to steal
0: to put in mm-hmm. AAA
1: titles next time that's around. That's
0: exactly so how it is. Yeah. That's a conversation I had a lot at this year's PAX. That, that's exactly how it is. Mm-hmm. They innovate, the AAA guys will pilfer it. That's yeah. how it is. All right, um, Ryan, what have you been playing? Um,
2: other than what we played at PAX, yeah. um, <laughs> a little bit of Final Fantasy X HD on Vita, but not very far. Um, and that was about it. I didn't get a chance to really play a lot before packs just because you know trying to mentally prepare for it and everything.. Yeah. But,
0: yep. And uh, for me, um, yeah, same thing, only the games I play fragment today, I just started playing uh, Strike Zoot Zero again. Um, that game was really complicated. <laughs> like it, like I've been away from it for a week. I'm like, well, what does this do? because like you have to use every button in conjunction. Mm-hmm. With nuts.
1: It's a controller game.
0: <laughs> it, yeah, it's like, whoa, this is nuts. But at the same time it has mechs. it feels like kind of like animated, so I'm having fun with it. Um, I'm gonna try. I'll, I'll have a review for you guys next week for that and something else. No. I, I really want to. You know, it's kind, it's kind of cause I volunteer for that. and I was like, maybe I shouldn't have done. It. Maybe I should have taken a break. But no, nah, I want to get that. I want to get that out for you guys. <laughs> no, too. no, we're back at it. I'm reviewing. Yeah, um, we have I'm,
1: I'm, re- I'm reviewing MLB the show. I, I've got my draft for uh, Deception coming up sometime. Just, there's some, there's some phrases not working for me, and it's that's just the game's nature of being super Japanesey. So it's like I need to yeah. find a better way to say certain things. But uh, but that should be up soon. Uh, yeah, I've got an Out There review, which is this really cool FTL kind of clone on the iOS. Nice. Uh, actually, if yeah. you say clone, it's unfair, but uh, it's actually a really cool game. They had a really cool booth there, and those guys are fun to talk to.
2: Yeah, uh, I, uh, I actually have some upcoming reviews, too. Um, I have uh, the new episode of The Wolf Among Us that I'll be getting out hopefully soon, since I actually finished that, and um, and then uh, Ragnarok Odyssey Ace and Disney Magical World on 3DS as well. Fun.
0: <laughs> We're still hustling. Yeah, and I also have Mercenary yeah. King, so I'm going to have that for you next week. And yeah, another yeah. comic book review. I'm going to read Tomb Raider, and George is going to be doing Witcher sometime.
1: Yeah, i got to read it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, i got uh, to read Tomb Raider too. Speaking of, uh, of comics, I did actually read
2: through uh, The Last of Us American Dreams, the uh, the comic series that uh, was like a prequel to The Last of Us Yeah, as well, you bought that,
0: that nice hardcover from. and stuff at PAX. Yeah, I
2: got, the, I got the hardcover at PAX. Yeah, it was pretty good. It's really short. It's only four issues, so you can get through it. I, I finished it in like one bus ride, so it didn't take very long to get through. Um, I speaking
1: of facts, everyone do a quick shout out. Logan Cunningham, the guy who does the voiceover for Bastion and Transistor, signed my poster. Nice. For Bastion, and I was like, Thing is, I know him so, and I see him all the time when I'm out in Brooklyn, just being like a degenerate. Yeah. So I'm just like, "Hey, man, can I be that guy and ask you for
0: an autograph?" Because really, I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> I'm just, go cut, just Yeah, me. I am so anti-swag. Like, I would get stuff and like, I don't want this. And remember, Ryan, I gave you my poster. I'm like, you take this. I don't. I don't need yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. Because I always think about yeah. logistics. Like, so, how am I bring this crap back yeah, with me? Certain
2: things I'll take back, like posters and stuff like that. But most of the time, it just I try not to take too much because then I throw out, you know, seventy-five percent of it, pretty much. So. Mm-hmm.
1: You didn't. Yeah. You mean you didn't keep those uh those vinyls for Wolfenstein of the German German. <laughs> no 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 the vinyls the vinyl sitting in my desk so.
0: Nice, no, nice. I got
1: one uh House of the Rising Sun so I was like yeah German let's fucking do it. <laughs> yep yep.
0: Awesome all right guys so that was the show this week thank you for listening watching all that other stuff uh I want to say thank you for my to my fellow staff writers Ryan Meisler. Goodbye everyone until next packs. <laughs> and George Jimenez
1: guys an awesome news. Our friends over at Unwinnable.com just launched a successful Kickstarter for their weekly series. So big ups to Chuck and Stu, Don, Kenneth, Keith, or I always get Kenneth and Keith confused. But great job, guys. I I look forward to your first issue. But yeah, check those guys out Unwinnable.com. They're just, like, awesome. But uh, they don't pay me or anything. They're just really good friends of mine. And...
0: (laughs) They're we the, like to support these people, man. Yeah, and, and, real.
1: yeah, Their Kickstarter was looking dire for the last couple of days and they had an impromptu Twitch telethon last night that went literally like 24 hours. Where oh, they were, really?
0: Is that what happened?
1: Where Don got in and did some DJing live and they played some retro games and they managed to get over the hump and they, they still have a day left of people donating money but they already hit their marks. So I was like, Nice, nice. on
0: you guys. So, well done. Yeah. Bye. All right, guys. Man. We'll see you all next week. Bye. Bye-bye.